welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Wednesday, the 19th of July, with me, Bernadette Anderko. This morning, Roman Canciani will bring us up to speed on what the key market activity is, and Dario Messi is joining the show to talk about the impact of China's stuttering economy on emerging market bonds. But before we kick off, I just wanted to bring your attention to our latest Beyond Markets podcast, in which Helen Freer investigates the world of alternative investments with our head of fund advisory, Adrian Yasval. This has been published today and is now available on your favourite podcast provider. And if you prefer to listen in German, the podcast is also available, hosted by Martina Kaut on the Markt und Lusen und Gesprecher channel. Now, without further ado, let's catch up on the markets news. Good morning to you, Roman. Good morning, Bernadette. So after a bit of a sluggish start to the month, equities and bonds have picked up steam over the last few sessions. Um, yesterday's markets had quite a bit of news to digest. Earnings are coming in big and government bonds are also rallying, pushing yields down. What's going on? Yes, you're right. The ups and downs in equity and bond markets have become a little more, say, pronounced since the beginning of July, perhaps because of lower overall trading volumes too. And yesterday, we had a couple of news stories pushing stocks up and yields down. It started in Europe when Klaus Knot, uh, a member of the European Central Bank's governing council, was quoted as saying that monetary tightening beyond next week's expected move was far from guaranteed. This is notable, as Mr. Knot is known to be a supporter of even tighter monetary policy in Europe. As a result, equity markets added to gains and yields in European government bond markets plunged. In Germany, for example, 10-year yields fell to 2.37%, reversing all their move up since the beginning of July. Okay, that's interesting, but I see that yields in the US are down, and I don't think that's because of the moves in Europe, is it? <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, in the US, traders reacted to incoming data on industrial production and retail sales for June, both of which missed estimates by a margin, feeding into the narrative that US inflation is continuing to fall. Although next week's 25 basis points rate hike in the US is widely perceived and traded as a given, many traders believe that this could be the last US rate hike in this cycle. So US government bonds are trading about even at the short end this morning with two-year yields at 4.75 and 10 years at 3.77, slightly lower than yesterday. Okay, so the signs from the bond markets are rather positive and are pointing towards lower yields going forward. What about the latest in terms of these earnings releases? Uh, obviously, we had Leonardo on the show yesterday saying that expectations are quite low um, and that companies reporting so far have rather delivered good results. Is that uh, trend continuing? Yes, actually, it does. Uh, well, in fact, yesterday's earnings reports, especially those of Bank of America and Morgan Stanley, helped stock markets advance further. Markets were probably also helped by Goldman Sachs cutting its probability forecast for a US recession to start within the coming 12 months to 20% only, saying that bringing inflation down to an acceptable level will not require a recession and thus pushing up the more cyclical part of the stock market. And also everything AI-related rallied after Microsoft announced the pricing of its new artificial intelligence service called Copilot. The S&P 500 index closed up by 0.7%, with tech, financials and energy outperforming, and only real estate, utilities and consumer staples in the red on the day. It's also notable that oil gained again on the broader risk-on sentiment in the market. Okay, thanks for that. Um, let's turn to the Asian markets. 
it's a bit more of a mixed picture there looking at the screens. What what news is moving which markets there? Yes, while Japan and Australia have been pacing the gains of Wall Street, shares in Hong Kong and mainland China are performing badly on growing sentiment that the already announced little policies are not enough to avert the Chinese economy from further slumping. So all eyes are now on the Politburo's meeting uh, later this month. Hong Kong shares are down about 0.5% and the CSI 300, a measure for the performance of Chinese onshore stocks, is down about 0.2% at the current point in time. Okay, so uh, busy times for markets then. What do investors need to look out for over the trading day today, uh, Roman? Well, we already had the first important economic report in. The UK reported CPI inflation data for June, which came in lower than expected overall, with a year-on-year change at 7.9% versus an expected 8.2%. The so-called core measure, stripped by costs for food and energy, came in at 6.9% versus the expected 7.1%. So chances are that the pressure on the Bank of England to further raise its policy rate are easing a bit. But of course, inflation in the UK remains way too high for now. There is not that much other economic data expected today, except maybe for housing numbers in the US in the early afternoon European time. So traders will also focus on earnings reports again, and there are some big names expected to report in the US. It's Goldman Sachs, Netflix, and Tesla. That's it from me. Thanks very much, Roman. And now is the time of the show where I welcome our expert guest. Today, that's uh, Dario Messi from Fixed Income Research. Good morning, Dario. Good morning, Bernadette. So, Dario, uh, the recent press headlines have made much mention of the slowing momentum and challenges for the Chinese economy. Um, and if I remember correctly, our call for emerging market bonds was partly based on the reopening theme of China. So how's the latest news impacting our view? Yeah, yeah. look, we upgraded the emerging market hard currency segment to all weight end of last year. And we based back then this call on, on three different pillars. So there was this U.S. dollar weakness, uh, a weakening U.S. dollar is for emerging economies, especially the ones which are financed by U.S. dollar funds, a very positive development. And we saw just last week that this element is still at least somehow in play. Then the higher oil price environment, uh, certainly not any more as supportive as it was uh, last year. And then lastly, yes, you're right, we, we also anticipated a boost from the China reopening team and also some policy support hopes coming up there. Um, and yes, the, the important China argument is certainly turning more negative or turned negative, actually. So the recovery happened in the first quarter of the year, but already now it is really slowing. And on the policy front, we get some bits and pieces um, but at the end, we just need to accept China is at a different stage with a different focus now. It's still about the, the common prosperity and there are structural imbalances. And exactly these structural imbalances simply mean that we can't expect kind of an all-in super broad stimulus uh, as we used to get in the past episodes when China uh, faced similar economic challenges. So yes... China actually turned from a tailwind, probably even to a headwind at this point for the segment. Okay, but setting China aside, are there still enough reasons for for you to maintain your call on uh, emerging market bonds, your overweight rating? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, we still keep the overweight rating for emerging markets, hard currency debt. 
uh, specifically also for corporate debt. Um, but we would still keep also focus here for the higher rated segments within the segment. Um, we just feel that there is still some momentum in this trade, uh, which warrants some exposure going forward. And one very simple reason here is the supply and demand balance uh, in the market. So the net supply of EM bonds, so gross issuance minus the redemptions, is limited. Uh, we had a lot of companies, but also sovereigns, which raised quite some funds before 2022 and just need less now. And at the same time, even if still cautious, especially for the Chinese assets, there is still, uh, let's call it some cautiously uh, healthy demand for EM assets by investors. And it seems it is rather getting better than worse on that front. So overall, we would say fundamentals and valuations are more balanced at this stage and less appealing than when we introduced this idea end of last year. But the technical picture is still supportive, which in turn means that we can keep the overweight rating at least for the time being. Okay, so talking about your overweight rating, and just to make things clear for our listeners, we're talking about an overweight rating in hard currency emerging market bonds. So those emerging market bonds, which are denominated in currencies like the US dollar or the euro. Um, but recently, we've also seen a strong performance of bonds issued in local currencies. So what's the research view on these bonds? Yeah, indeed, a very strong performance, what we saw there. Um, but here we think it's a bit trickier. Uh, first of all, we look at this segment more as a tactical playground rather than, than a strategic exposure. And if we think of the current cycle, we might have actually missed chance, we think. Many emerging economies, especially also in, in LATAM, raised rates pretty early. This meant back then a high carry to enter and some protection for the currency. So basically the perfect mix for local currency bonds uh, exposure in, in emerging markets. But yes, by now we have to say inflation seems peaking. Uh, priorities might shift away from a stable currency. And well, this does not sound like the perfect environment anymore for local currency risk. Also, if you think higher yields in developed markets, it might be difficult to argue why investors should on top of a country credit risk, also take additional currency risks. So overall, there are some selective opportunities. Um, the, the Mexican peso, for example, still has some green lights there. But for the full segment, we will keep a neutral rating for the time being. Okay. Thank you very much for the clear steer on emerging market bonds there, Dario. Well, that's it for today's podcast. I'd like to thank my guests for contributing and you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's show, please give us a review on whichever platform you choose to listen to us on. Please remember to tune in again tomorrow when Helen will be back to guide you through what's been moving markets since today. I wish you good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player.